This is Andrea. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Leverage Masters. I'm your co-host, Gina Gaudio Grace, the founder of Divisio, that's D-U-V-I-S-I-O dot com, the affiliate network for companies doing good in the world. And I've got my show producer and co-host, Andrea Adams-Miller, the founder of the Red Carpet Connection, joining me. Hello, Andrea. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing wonderful. We are, it's a beautiful day here in Ohio, and I just had the grandkids, and we found the one isolated mud puddle, and I let them jump in it, and it was only um, maybe six inches in diameter, and it had about an inch of water, and they're completely soaked from head to toe. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) So, super fun That's too funny. (laughs) But I'm a fun grandma. And speaking of fun, we have a great show today. Um, why don't we go ahead and pull Carmen on and we'll say hi to her. I am uh, jumping through some hoops here. She's here. Oh, cool. I'm so, here. Uh, she is an amazing woman. I have uh, known her for a couple months now, and she has been doing so many amazing things to help so many people. And she's been, uh, we just started her on a media tour. So she's been uh, definitely hitting the, um, oh, I was going to say hitting the, hitting the road, but there's no road to be had right now for anyone since we're not allowed to travel. So she's on the virtual path of awesomeness. Um, You know, I, I, well, I'm pulling up Carmen's bio right now is what I'm doing, so I want to be in full transparency with everyone. But the fun part about being able to just talk about someone without just reading their bio is you get to know who they are at a heart level. So Carmen, uh, does while well, she does amazing things in business and in work, one of the coolest things I love about her is not only is she the head of her household um, as far as income-wise, um, they have six children that they're responsible for, four of their own, and two that she's um, that are family members, but they're also foster children that she's taken in. And she's been doing so many amazing things to help people during this time of what what they consider as a crisis. Carmen's been thriving. Um, I found her bio, by the way. So Carmen believes that we all have the power to take action to design the lives we want to live. She's really a true business igniter, a master at using mindset and action to help others find personal and financial success so they can live their passion. She believes that success takes community and thrives in building her, supporting her um, village of fellow parents and professionals and entrepreneurs. She recently left her corporate job last year to start her own company, Truth to Sue Life, and she has been really helping people clear limiting beliefs and allowing them to really change their lives and change what's happening for them so that they could do things at such a higher level. You know, when you think about her, she's the CEO of Truth to Sue Life, and she'll tell you much more about that. But think about that, the power to design the life you want and helping give you the mindset mastery and action-taking tactics that literally help you achieve personal, professional, and financial success. I mean, she is amazing. So we have Carmen on, Carmen Ventrucci. She's going to ignite your business, your home, your clarity, and lead your results as you dare to dream. So we have big promises for you that Carmen delivers. So welcome to the show, Carmen Ventrucci. (laughs) Thank you, Andrea. Thank you for that lovely introduction. I'm so excited to be here. Well, you are an amazing – she's been busy all morning on phone calls and so forth. I don't even think the woman had a chance to pee or eat before she got on. I won't ask her to to divulge that information. But (laughs) (laughs) 
So Gina, my co-host, um, you know, she's a go-getter as well, as well as I am. And so we admire women like you, Carmen. You know, would you first start us off um, because, you know, um, Gina and our audience, they, they don't realize what all you do, like how, you know, how you made the decision to leave corporate and then um, to be able to be the head of the household from home, being the CEO of your own company. Yes. And so my, my story of how I made my decision to leave a, a very nice, quote unquote, safe and secure corporate job to go start on my, to start my own business is um, basically one of about a million different curveballs being thrown at me. And so as Andrea mentioned, we have four children. My husband and I have four children and we have two nieces that live with us. They are technically our foster children. And they moved in with us a little over two years ago. So we have successfully survived and celebrated our two-year anniversary with them just about a week ago, actually. And after that, there was a a few other events happened. Um, My husband had not one but two medical issues. He is fine right now. They were rather minor, but still kind of like one of those. uh, One of them was skin cancer, for example. And it was basal cell. He has some really funky-looking scars now, and he gets the privilege of going to the dermatologist quite frequently. But that's still scary. And right after that, after we got my husband fixed up, we find out my dad has prostate cancer. And I'm happy to report he is doing well now. He's kind of like, um, he's a little sassy, and he's back to his sassy self. So you know he's feeling a lot better when he's playing jokes on people and kind of being the prankster that he's always been. And then um, the, the final, like the big event that happened is a little over a year ago, my sister had just a massive stroke. And calling her stroke massive is an understatement. She had to undergo life-saving emergency brain surgery at about 11 o'clock at night, and we didn't know if she would make it through that. Um, She did. She is the strongest person I know. I'm happy to report she is living at home with her husband and her two beautiful girls. The The stroke recovery is no joke, right? My, I always explain this to people. There's no Amazon Prime for stroke recovery. It's not a two-day shipping and you're done. You have what you need. And so she's still doing a lot of therapy, still gaining back um, use of her, the right side of her body. Speech is a little tough for her. However, she's here, she is recovering, and she is kicking butt. And so we are all very proud of her, and we all support her in every way we can. And the thing is, when my sister's stroke happened, it really, like, you know, if those other curveballs weren't enough to make me realize it, it really made me realize that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. My sister was almost not guaranteed tomorrow. And so I had been thinking about starting my own business for a while, and that incident was the catalyst that I needed to really just ignite what I was doing, move faster, push up my timeline, and do it sooner because it was like I finally figured out what I wanted to be when I grew up even though I was in my late 30s. And um, I said, hey, why, why wait? Let's make this happen now. And so I, I started my company in June of last year. I left my corporate job, and it's been great ever since. I, there, there was no looking back. It was absolutely the right decision for me. That's fantastic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Andrea, are you still there? I am. I'm talking on the mute button. <laughs> oh, okay. Just checking. 
So, well, I would, you know, Gina, I was just thinking about you, you know, you being a CEO and running multiple businesses from your house as well. You know, I'm sure you can relate to, you know, how, uh, you know, Carmen manages it all. Um, of course, you only have, you know, your beautiful little puppy dog. Um, and, and I, my children are all adults. So we don't have to worry about taking care of so many children under the age of 10, right? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. So we have six kids, 10 and under. They're between the ages of 10 and three right now. So wow. imagine this everyone who's listening. So not only is she doing all of this, but of course she has homeschool duties as well as, you know, (laughs) helping everybody, you know, negotiate who's taking a shower when and and eat and do all those things. I just spent an hour with my grandchildren and getting, um, you know, telling, you know, Mavis to get dressed and washed up for the day and telling Warren who's one, you know, to come here so I can change his diaper and put his pants on and his shoes and socks, I was exhausted. (laughs) So I have a lot of respect for you, Carmen. Uh, Can you take us through, um, I I love the story of the true Sisu life, um, Mm -hmm. Sisu life. Um, I I always have to remind how to say it um, so that people understand the whole adage behind that and how they can live that life for themselves. Absolutely. So, let, let, let me talk about the word Sisu for a minute because it may or may not be familiar to people listening. So Sisu is spelled S-I-S-U. It's actually a Finnish concept, and we're part Finnish on my mom's side of the family, so we always grew up hearing this word, and we knew what it meant. And really, it, there's no direct translation into English. Really what it means is grit, determination, and tenacity, no matter the obstacle, no matter the odds. So it's really a spirit of overcoming. Now, I believe that we all have a little bit of Sisu within us because life is going to throw stuff at us. Like no matter who we are, no matter what we do, no matter our background, life has a few surprises in store for us. And, you know, really what determines who you are is not that you have stuff to deal with. It's how you deal with it. And I like to help people find their inner Sisu so that they can overcome whatever it is life has in store for them and overcome so they can just go and live that life they want to live. And everyone's story is going to be different. And I think that's just beautiful yet we can all overcome what we have to overcome. And so that's why I I use the word Sisu in my branding essentially is because it's truly a belief I have and it's just a beautiful concept. And my sister, you know, the, the sister I mentioned who suffered the stroke, she, she's like the true embodiment of Sisu. Look at all she's, I mean, she's overcome a ton in the past year plus just, just to, you know, be, make it home to be with her girls. And so, like I said, everybody has it. It's not about being finished. It's about overcoming. Well, in overcoming, you certainly help people do, um, you know, the other things too is like, you're such a take action person, you know, um, I've had the pleasure of working with you and I've suggested different things and your implementation is just mm-hmm. beyond stellar. And I really think that's one of your true calling to success, especially for mm-hmm. the client work with. Cause first of all, you remove any limiting beliefs they have that, um, allow them to stay in a level of procrastination or to think that they don't deserve something and so forth. So I'd like mm-hmm. you to take us, you know, tell us how you do that with, you know, removing limiting beliefs. But the fact that you have this mindset of being able to see 
um, what actions to actually take so that it can be com- implemented to completion is very impressive. Mm-hmm. So if you'll start oh, talking to us about the mindset process and how, what, what you've learned and how you utilize those skills for people would be great. Oh, absolutely. So for you guys know, mm-hmm. just so everyone knows, um, for some reason the live transmission is going to get cut off today in like two minutes. So we can keep talking and it will keep recording, but it will cut off for live. So if you've been listening to us live, feel free to come back and listen to the replay at com forward slash radio. Okay, go ahead and continue. Okay. You know, limiting beliefs are so interesting because they come from some of the most random things. Like we might have a limiting belief that it's hard to make money because maybe one of our parents had a business when we were kids and it failed. And so you have this belief that it's hard to make money. And, you know, that's that's just one random example. And so I help people work through their limiting beliefs by first identifying what they are. We all have them. It's part of being human, okay? We all have them. Sometimes they present themselves in interesting ways. Like, let me give you a personal example for me. I had a limiting belief that I was not good at sales, and I was afraid to go ahead and ask for a sale. Well, after doing some work, I found that it was a safety thing for me because I was afraid to take other people's money because money is safety. Well, once I understood that, I was able to move past it And now I have no issues asking for sales anymore. Um, So, you know, I I work with people to find the root causes of their limiting belief and their self-sabotaging behavior. Excuse me. It can come from all sorts of places. It could come from negative influences in your life. You know, maybe your parents or your grandparents or whoever raised you passed down some limiting beliefs. Some of them are definitely generational. And And some of them are just from incidents you had in your life. You know, maybe you were almost in a car accident when you were a kid and you have some limiting beliefs around safety in cars. For everybody, it's going to be different. And what we can do, when I work with clients on this mindset and the limiting beliefs and the self-sabotaging behavior in particular, we kind of take down the structure that holds those limiting beliefs in place. So think of it as like a, a web, a spider web. We take down those negative influences we, you know, we, we clear them so that you're better able to process the influence they had on you. And then we, we take down those negative emotions, the anger, the fear, the guilt, the sadness, so that you're better able to process everything that you've gone through. And once we do that, those limiting beliefs just kind of fall out. And if they don't fall out, we figure out the root cause and address it. And we resource you with what you need so you can process it and I don't like to say deal with it because it kind of sounds negative, but so you can deal with it and move on. And so it, it's just a wonderful process. It's, it's deep mindset work. It's something everybody needs to do. And it's so freeing and so uplifting when you're done because then it frees you to take action and get out of your – it gets you out of your own way. And it's just a great, great, great feeling. It's amazing. Uh, it, you know, having, um, uh, I've done a sample session with Carmen and um, mm-hmm. she re- actually released one that was uh, a deep one. Cause I've been doing, I I'm trained in hypnosis and um, NLP and all of that as well. And, you know, sometimes when someone else works, works with you. Um, I, I just like it when someone else works. I, I, there's things I can do for myself, but the power of someone else spending time with me and investing in me, I 
I love that. And so uh, working with mm-hmm. Carmen, I, I was very impressed because she released a, a root for me that was so deep. Um, it, it was um, actually um, so um, life-changing that it actually, uh, like, threw me for a loop, a good loop. But, you know, when, when as like, I was like, wow, it was literally like I lost 180 pounds. And, mm-hmm. um, and by the way, that ended up being a 180 pound person <laughs> and, um, and allowed me to stand into my own. Uh, so she does a great job. Um, and, and for me, um, at first it was just a sense of like, um, and, and it wasn't, I didn't lose that person. I become unattached to that person, but I, 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 lo- I let go of things that were, uh, preventing me from moving forward from my attach the way I was attached to that person, and uh, it was quite powerful. And so, those of you who have never got to experience something like that, you know, certainly you would uh, want to explore an opportunity with Carmen, um, you know, to do that because she did such an amazing job. And then, you know, Carmen, you know, the whole point of you releasing these limiting beliefs are not only so that people can live their more powerful life, like you said, the true Sisu life, mm-hmm. um, but you also help them figure out you know, whether, whether to reignite that passion with a corporation that they're in. And right now people are in that influx because right now some people are working going, wow, everybody else is laid off, making more money laid off than me working. Or they're like, I'm an essential worker and I'm working my butt off. And while I'm passionate about what I do, is this how I need to do my passion or is there another way to do it? And then there's other people who are like, wow, do I, I, I missed my job. You know, uh, do I want to go back or I love my company for staying open and, and, and keeping some of us here and managing it. And so I want to give back to them, but is that really what I want to do for me or am I just doing it? Cause I appreciate it because I'm still getting a paycheck despite all of this, you know, there's a lot of decisions for people to make right now. So maybe you'll address like how you take people through that process and, and help helping them make those kinds of decisions. Yes, that, that is a great question. And Andrea, you are right. There are so many people examining their professional life and their careers right now. Some are being forced into it and some are just taking this opportunity to do it. And so I, I, you know, I do talk quite a bit and speak quite a bit about reigniting your corporate heart. And the reason I do that is because I want you to be happy where you're working, right? You are a better employee if you are happy, if you are aligned with your company's mission and you're doing work that fulfills you and you find fun, right? And now I know some of us, we all, the naysayers are always like, well, there's always part of a job I don't like. Yes, there will always be a part of a job you don't like. But if 80% of your time you're being fulfilled, that's great. And so there's a couple things I ask people. I'm like, well, what do you want to be? I essentially ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And are you doing that now? And if they are, great. That's a different conversation. If they are not, the conversation shifts to, well, how do we get you to do what you want to do? And for a lot of people, it's, all right, are you aligned with your company's mission? I, I, I take people through writing an exercise where they write their own personal mission statements, keeping it as simple as possible, and we just match them up. Are you aligned, yes or no? If you're not, it might be time to start looking for a new company because those things matter. Those things absolutely matter. The other thing I do is, all right, so what you're actually doing, so what tasks are you performing? Um, are you utilizing your strengths? 
Yes or no. If you are, great, you're probably doing the right thing. If not, do we need to find a different, uh, you know, a different silo in your company that you can go work? Can you go work, you know, are you in maybe R&D and you go work for procurement? So, you know, things like that, changing functions of what you do. Because if you, if you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to be that good of an employee. You're going to be misaligned, and you're just not going to be happy. I want you to be happy. I want you to have fun. All right? And there's also, like, do you like the people you work with? Because as we all know, the people can make a huge difference. And so do we, you know, if you like the people you work with, that's awesome. Oh, my gosh, it just makes your workday so much better. Even, even as an entrepreneur, if I like my clients, it makes my workday so much better. And so do we just need to go find you new people to work with, or do we just need to network? I'm a, I love networking. I am like a networking guru. I love it, love it, love it. Do we just need to put you in a network with different people so you can expand your village? I, I refer to my network as my village. Expand your village, find ways to support them, and then they can find ways they can support you. And so the goal of this conversation, it's threefold. Are you doing what you want to do? Are you doing it for the right company? And are you doing it with the right people? And if the answer is no to any one of those, then it's time to make some changes and evaluate what you really want. Sometimes half the battle is getting people to say what they really want because they may or may not know, and if they do know, they might not know how to articulate it. And so that is very important, getting to people's why and what, what they want to do and why they want to do it. And then we just, we just, it's basically a series of questions I go through, plans. We put together a plan for people. All right, if you want to go here, how do we get you there? But really, the, the key is starting with that success criteria and helping my clients identify what that success criteria is, what they want it to look like in the end. Once we know what they want it to look like in the end, putting the plan together is easy. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, it, it just gives people an opportunity to look at their life differently and, and figure out what they want to do without any pressure, you know, it, and, mm-hmm. and by giving them a chance to be free. So you have um, some courses, too, to help people with different things. So, um, you know, when, when, they're, when they're making that decision, you know, obviously they need clarity. And clarity is one of mm-hmm. your specialties that talk about and you've created this clarity corner um share with us how clarity corner works and and what 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 comes comes of that awesome so what have you, clarity yeah, corner what have you, oh go ahead yeah clarity corner example oh yeah yeah but i've seen the, yeah. the results oh yeah so yeah, clarity thanks. is actually like, i i have 10 core values and clarity is one of them and clarity is one of my core values because when I am not clear on what I should be doing, and it's not like I should be like going to the grocery store and then making my bed. I'm not talking, I'm like, what I should be doing, bigger picture, what my strategy is. I am just a mess. And I have to go like sit in my favorite chair in my living room with a cup of coffee and think about it. So clarity corner, it's a little bit of a positive spin on a timeout for me because sometimes you just need a timeout to think. And what it is, it's designed for um, primarily entrepreneurs who either have a business or want to start a business. And what I do, I walk people through, I believe it's seven modules, and the subjects range from what are your personal core values to what is your personal highest intention and mission statement. If people work with you, what transformation are they going to undergo? Who is your avatar? What is your niche? And how do you tell your story? 
And so it walks entrepreneurs through these basics because what these basics are going to do, it's going to define their marketing message later on. So when they start putting together their business plan to recruit people to their team, when they start marketing to potential clients, that their messaging is so on point that the people listening to it are like, oh, my gosh, they are talking directly to me. I need to work with this person or I need to buy this person's products or services. And it, it really is fundamental, fundamental things you have to do. And even though you do it once, I want you to keep doing it. And so I always recommend visit your mission statement at least once a quarter. Go through your core values at least once a quarter. Double check in on your avatar and your niche at least once a quarter. Maybe is there something you're missing? Is there a new product line? Is there a new market to serve? To make sure that you are on point with your messaging. And it's a really fun course. It's, it's worksheets, videos. It's kind of like a done with you. Um, it, it re and the result is that people are so much more clear on who they're serving. You can't be everything to everybody, right? Again, we're all human. We're not everyone's cup of tea, and that's fine. It helps you get crystal clear on how you're serving those people who are your cup of tea so that they know you're, direct, you're speaking directly to them. And then when they hear your offer, they're going to raise their hand and say, take my money. Here's my credit card. And so that's the result it gets people. They are crystal clear on who they're going after, and it helps them make those quick, critical business decisions later on in their business. Andrea, are you still there? Andrea. I keep putting myself on mute, putting myself on mute uh, so that I don't have my <laughs> headset uh, with me today. Um, uh, you know, sometimes we just have to be flexible and adaptable. I didn't plan on spending so long with the grandchildren, but after I made them a muddy mess, I needed to get them returned um, somewhat cleaned up <laughs> and dry. Uh, so, um uh, so speaking of clarity, if I would have been more clear on how I was managing my morning and the decisions I made with the mud puddle, <laughs> my afternoon would have been flowing a little differently. But um, clarity, I was thinking about clarity in regards to clarity is so important about everything. Um, even something simple as, you know, two weeks ago, uh, we went to the, no, I think it was three weeks ago, we went to the grocery store and we bought a lot of stuff because, well, first of all, we were hungry and we knew we, we didn't know how long all this COVID stuff would last. So we bought plenty of groceries and we still have plenty of stuff. But what we realized is that we didn't go to the store with any meal ideas in mind. So we just bought random stuff. So well, last night, my daughter and I, literally mapped out and it was it was funny she here she was doing it on her own she was taking the exercises of clarity and implementing them and she actually wrote down meals and then wrote down everything needed for all those meals and then we double checked what do we have at home already that we don't need because we overbought in that area and what do we need to fulfill that so the stuff that we have we can actually make a meal with so clarity can be everything from how you function um, you know in the grocery store and manage your life so you can do meal prep I mean you probably do that with six children you know and two adults eight people in the house um, you know to managing your entire life um, and looking at how you structure your business um, you know, what's your thoughts on that oh absolutely and Andrea that's the perfect analogy um, one of my favorite quotes is actually a Lewis Carroll quote that's from Alice in Wonderland, and it's something it's like Alice is talking to the Cheshire Cat, and the Cheshire Cat says, 
where do you want to go? And Alice says something like, oh, well, I don't know. And then the Cheshire Cat is like, well, clearly any path will do. And so clarity is so important because I mentioned that success criteria earlier in the conversation. Clarity is so important because if you don't have it, you don't know where you're going. You don't know what you're working towards or striving to. So in your grocery shopping example, you didn't know what meals you're going to make. So it doesn't really matter what you throw in your cart because you don't know what you're going to make. And sometimes that's fun. Sometimes it's spontane- spontaneity is great. Sometimes it's not. And so for the times where it's not, the clarity is so important. And it, yes, you are absolutely right. It extends to everything. Like, what am I going to do today? Like, do I, do I have a to-do list of things I need to get done today? If I do, I have a little more clarity on what my actions need to be. Um, you know, your calendar. I know a lot of us live by our calendars. What does my calendar tell me I have to do? Okay, I know where I need to be, so I need to put a plan together to get there. Um, grocery shopping. Um, even, like, cooking. Right now, when my kids are learning to cook a lot while we are all quarantined at home. And I always tell them, read the entire recipe first. Don't just start making it. I want you to understand what the steps are. I want you to have clarity on the general process and what the ingredients are you need. And so clarity is so important. And that's why it's one of my core values. It's so important in so many aspects of our life. And, you know, it's from simple things like learning to make pancakes to things like knowing what ingredients I need for this meal, to things like this is what I need to put in my business plan, and things like these are the people I want to serve in my market. So clarity is, is when you think about it, it's everywhere. It's just everywhere. Pretty amazing. It's amazing how um, when you have it, <laughs> how much time, money, effort, you know, you become stress-free uh, by having it, um, mm-hmm. by taking the the moment I have read that you know different um, multimillionaires and billionaires you know have a like they get up in the morning and they have a list of things that they want to do um, before they even start their day some do it the night before so they're very clear like these are the three things I want to get done Um, Jack Canfield I interviewed him on another radio show the other day and uh, Jack you know um, has always talked about the five things there's five things that are most important to get done every day. And if you only did those five things, you know, 365 times five, it's quite a few things. And then talking with other, you know, business people and, and, and being an NLP practitioner, you know, we talk about chunking things up or chunking things down. What more do we have to do? You know, like sometimes people put things on a list um, for clarity, but then that li- the list item or the goal is so big, you know, how do you break that down? Um, so actually let's talk about that. So let's say somebody's interested in, cause you help people start a business if they're leaving corporate. Mm-hmm. So let's, so, okay. So that's their, their two big goals, leave corporate, start a business. Okay. That those two statements are extremely overwhelming. <laughs> and, yes. and the, if you just yes. take them alone. Oh, by the way, I just want to remind people who are um, listening that you're listening to our beautiful show, uh, The Leverage Masters with Gina Gaudio-Grace from Divizio. She owns Divizio, the CEO of that. And I'm Andrea Adams-Miller, the co-host, and I own the Red Carpet Connection International Publicist. And we are talking with Carmen Ventrucci, who um, has True Sisu Life. And she's talking to us about um, not only networking and clarity and overcoming limiting beliefs, but how to uh, leave corporate 
or re-fall in love with corporate. We'll talk about that next. But right now we're talking about how if you've made the decision to leave corporate and start a new business, you know, what does that look like? You know, what do you do? Because that those in itself are so big, it's overwhelming and can and paralyze people like I can't do that. So how do you chunk them down or chunk them up? And, and, um, and, if, and if you use that same lingo, go ahead and um, define it. If not, let me know and I'll define it. <laughs> awesome. So I actually came up with my own goal setting system. A lot of you have probably heard of SMART goals. I have SMARTY goals. And so the acronym stands for Specific, Measurable, Actionable. There's two R's. That's why it's SMARTY. Um, One is relevant. The other is risky. The T is time-based and the E is exciting. And so the major differences between your traditional SMART goals and my SMARTY goals are the R in the SMART goals is usually reasonable. The only thing I want you to be reasonable is about your time commitment to it. So if you come up with a goal that requires you to do 20 hours of work a day, you're probably setting yourself up for failure. I want it to be risky because when humans set the bar high, I tend to notice they accomplish more than something that's easy, and I want it to be relevant. So if your goal is not relevant to what you're doing, like let's say you own a business and your goal is to learn accounting, is that really the best use of your time? Maybe, maybe not. I'm going, to, I'm going to push you on that. And I want it to be exciting. If you're not excited about your goal, why are you doing it in the first place? So that, that, that's my, my goal-setting system I walk my clients through. Now, in particular, when we're talking about leaving a corporate job to start your business, there's a couple of things I help my clients focus on. Number one is what, what's your number? So what, how much revenue do you want to be generating before you feel comfortable leaving your job? And it's going to be different for everybody, so there's no one right answer. The one thing I rein my clients in on a little bit is making that number smaller because I want you to be able to replace your income essentially, and then you should be good for most people. All right, I'm going to say most people. This is not universal. What, what I find a lot is people want to be making like their income plus a multiplier before they leave their job. And usually it's more of a, they need it to feel safe and secure. When they're done talking to me, they realize, no, I've already have my life figured out on this, on this nutshell, on my, on my little nut I earned from my company. So I have that figured out. There's no reason why I can't still live like live comfortably on that same nutshell. Okay. The other thing I need to remind my clients of that entrepreneurship involves risk. Okay. That's just part of it. That's, that's just part of it. There's going to be risk in starting a business. There's also risk in working for a corporation or for somebody else because you could get noticed tomorrow that your job is either downsized, you are let go for some reason, you could, you know, be a jerk someday and get fired for being a jerk. Um, so there's no such thing as the quote unquote safe and secure job. So there already is risk in working for somebody else. And that's mind blowing for a lot of people. But once they understand that, they're like, Oh, okay. I am in a risky situation already. Um, and then I do help people put together what I call like your, your independence day plan, your, your, your leave your corporate job plan, whatever you want to call it. You know, we look at things like, all right, are you bringing in enough revenue? Um, are, are you able to take care of your loved ones? That's important for a lot of people. That's the biggest thing I hear from people about who, who want to leave their job is I still want to take care of my family and my loved ones. 
I absolutely understand what you're going through. I went through it too. And so we just talk about, are you covered on health insurance? Are you covered on your life insurance? Are you, you know, do you have a company car and now you suddenly need to buy a car? So we go through this detailed list I have to make sure people are comfortable leaving. And what I remind people is, I'd like you to build up your business while you're still working. Just, just be aware of any, you know, NDAs or CDAs you might have signed. Build your business while you're still working for somebody else. Because I want you to get paid to practice. So take, you know, take on those clients, if it's a service or a, a service industry, take on a couple clients, learn from them, incorporate the lessons you learned, raise your prices the next time. And keep repeating that until your revenue is to where it needs to be well, so you can leave your job. Carmen has cut out there for a second. Um, as we said, you know, sometimes in the world, crazy things happen mm-hmm. with technology. And, um, you know, so what I can share, I actually, I'll just tell another story about Carmen. Andrea, are you there? Carmen, can you still hear me? I can hear you, Dina. Andrea, where'd you go? What not that strange? Don't you love it when technology works? Oh, I know. It's given all of us a run it for money. Like she actually dropped. She actually dropped off the call. I wonder if she even realizes it. Let's see what she's saying. Her call dropped. Yes, we know. Anyway, let's continue. Where we? Where did she leave off? Okay. Let Gina, were you able to hear in. me the whole time? That's weird. Say that again. Were you able to hear me? I was able to hear you just fine. Okay. I'm going to try calling okay. Andrea and three-waying her in, but when I awesome. do that, it's going to play some guitar music, so... Know that I'm not leaving. I'm just trying to get her back in. I'll be right back, guys. And I've got Andrea with us again. Well, you know what? I I am actually loving this. Uh, Carmen's texting me, hey, where are you? I tried to call in. It wouldn't let me. You know, it, the crazy- you know what happened, Andrea? Somehow you only had the show set up for 15 minutes. So it yeah. thinks the show is over, which is why it won't let you back in. Yeah, that does happen. Sometimes it'll default right back to that. The cool thing is, is we're still taping the show, we're still going to be able to promote Carmen and get her out in the world. And it just shows people that regardless of what happens in the world, we can still find ways to do this. So, so that you guys understand what we're doing and what we're taping right now is that Gina and I are live on the air with Carmen. Uh, Gina's still on the show. Carmen called into the show and I am, and Gina called me so I can be on the show so we figured out a way to figure this all out. <laughs> so can it's a great Carmen example of dealing with what emerges. I can hear you. 
good. So um, I didn't get to hear the end of what you said, but I'm sure it was brilliant because I've never uh, been with you and thought any differently. So uh, take us into the whole, um, you know, reigniting the corporate relationship. You know, how do you fall in love with a company when maybe you're having crazy things like this happening? Because there are people right now that I know and have worked with who are like, forget this. My, my, my headset didn't work. Um, oh, my gosh, it cut us off, and now we only have a recording, and we only did 15 minutes live. And, oh, my gosh, my phone stopped working, and the call failed. Forget it. I'm throwing you in the towel. No show. Forget it. And that's not us we still merge ahead. So how do you still fall in love with the situation despite crazy things that happen? You know, that, that's a really good question, Andrea. Um, the key to falling, falling in love with your corporation is, is, you know, I talked about it a little bit already. It's making sure you're aligned with the mission. To give you an example, when I was still in my corporate job, I always worked in the healthcare space because I loved helping healthcare providers. I was not a healthcare provider myself. I was a vendor to, ho- vendor to hospitals. So we made the stuff that hospitals use. And that was really important to me. It was aligned with who I was. Health is another one of my core values. And if I can help people be healthy, that meant something to me. And so I want, like, I want you to dig way down and figure out who you are and a lot of you already probably know who you are, and that's awesome. If you don't, take some time to do it. I know it's easier said than done. Sit down with a cup of coffee, write it down, who, who, who are you, and make sure you're aligned with your company. Now, you might be aligned with your company. Maybe you're just in the wrong spot in your company. So could you move somewhere else in the company? Maybe you're not aligned with your company. It's time to go find a new company. And you can do the same thing you're doing just with somebody else. Or maybe you just need a complete change altogether. Change is refreshing. A lot of people are afraid of change. I welcome change. Change is refreshing. And maybe you just need a change. So the, one of the keys, and I really want people to realize this, you need to have open conversations about what you want to do in your company or what you want to do with your career, more importantly, with a couple of people. Number one, your supervisor. They can help open doors for you. Number two, someone who is not your supervisor but can still open doors for you, just in case your supervisor is a jerk. Um, Because decisions about your career are made when you're not in the room. I'm going to say that again. Decisions about your career are made when you're not in the room. And so that's why it's so important to have that network of people both within your company and outside of your company who can help you get to where you want to go. And so for, I, I know there's so much stress right now just with jobs and careers because due to no fault of our own, things are just on hold or just done or on pause or we're waiting and we don't know what the future is. So take this time to figure out what you really want. For those of you who do not know what you really want, take this time to figure out what you really want. For those of you who do know what you really want, double check. Make sure it's still what you really want. And start thinking of how you can achieve that. And then start thinking, who in my network can help me achieve that? Or where are my gaps in my network? Who do I need to add who can help me achieve that? And that's going to really reignite your corporate heart. Because I want you to either love your company, and your company wants you to love them too. Because, if, like I said, if you love your company, you're going to be such a, such a, you know, a much better employee. And if your company, you know, if they're not feeling it from you, they want to help you move on and bring in somebody who who does love them and who they do click with. 
it, it's a, it's a, you know it benefits both parties, and that is absolutely okay. So do that inner work. Think about what you really want, and then start making that plan to go get it or make a change so that it happens. Reignite your corporate heart. I love it. I love it because you you certainly can, you know, find a new way to look at what you've done and to be grateful for it and to find ways to be passionate about it. And, you know, a lot of times people are really afraid to talk to their boss and so forth. So the fact that you're, you know, giving them that opportunity to go do it and that you can remove the limiting beliefs so that they can, you know. And, you know, my thought has always been this, like, well, and if somebody goes, well, what if I get fired? And I said, well, you were already thinking about not being there. So <laughs> if you get fired, well, maybe that was just the gift you were looking for. <laughs> when, um, when someone has a situation like that where things are abrupt, like in this case here, some people who have been laid off, are, their, their jobs are not going to be there for them because their, their company is, you know, going out of business. Um, how do you, you know, do you take them through the same process to decide whether to go find a, a new job um, or, or to start a business or maybe figure out how to start both at the same time if they don't have the resources to just jump into a full-time business on their own? Oh, absolutely. And so for that particular situation, the, depending on what that individual's needs are, um, I would say go, you know, do both at the same time. Go, which sounds like a lot of work. I totally get it. You need to do both at the same time. So go find a different job. You know, take the take a different job until you get to the one you really want. That is okay. I understand the need to provide for your family and your loved ones. That is okay to do it. This is also the time to get creative. So think about those jobs you might want to apply for maybe aren't in your traditional wheelhouse, yet you would still do, to do well at it. So, there, yeah, get creative. Go have some fun with it. Think about those business ideas you've had and think about which ones are there's a need for right now. Like our needs are changing daily with everything going on. Like we need more Internet capabilities. We need more Zoom-type technology, you know, Think of, and I'm not saying you have to start like an Amazon here, right? Think of this, like I've pivoted recently and I folk, I'm focusing much more on mindset with my clients than I am business foundations and fundamentals because everyone's mindset is wacky right now. So we are fixing that. So be creative and think of those, I mean, we all have like five business ideas running around the back of our head at all times. I think I have about 12 going on. And think about what businesses people need right now and start taking action to vet them out and then start taking action to start them. And, yes, it's going to be scary. Either way, it's going to be scary. Guess what? We're all scared right now. We're all together in fear. That's okay. Get creative. And, yes, there's, yeah. if you need to take a different job for the time being, do it. it you know, think of it as a paycheck funding your business idea. Just, just reframe, reframe it. It's a paycheck funding your business idea. That's all it is. Yeah, it, it's a it's a fun a fun way that you know fun process that you're taking people through to really mm-hmm. really look at themselves differently. And the fun thing is, is that the people listening who may not have even ever thought about any of these things, all of a sudden are figuring out something new. And it's interesting because I'm also involved in multiple MLMs, um, not because they're MLMs, it's because there's products or services that I already use, and I think they're great and. 
some people, some of them I just use as a product. And even though I'm structured as an MLM or, you know, because if I, like my mom or dad wanted or a really good friend or a client wants something, yeah, great, that's fine, you know. And then there are some products that I love that, um, that I actively um, share with people because they're so good. I really think everybody should be using them. And that's another thing, too, that people don't realize that um, as a business person, those are other opportunities for them to supplement mm-hmm. their income. And with the skill sets that you give them with the networking and being able to manage different things and, um, you know, getting clarity about, you know, how you run things, you know, that could be a side thing that they could do to help Mm -hmm. get them through the in-between, you know, and create other passive streams of income. I don't know. What is your thoughts with that? I don't know if you do anything like that as well. Uh, Yes. So I I, I personally am not involved with any, any MLMs right now. I buy a lot of products from MLMs. I think they're great products, and I'm not afraid to be sold. So if, if you have a great MLM product and I need it, awesome. I will buy it. And, yeah, there, there's, I'm a believer in multiple streams of income. And so if you have a side hustle, work your side hustle. Absolutely. Take a look at MLMs. Find, find one that's right for you. Like, they're great products. The majority of them are great products, and it's just great. So if it helps provide for your family, it gets you out of the house, it gets you talking to people, it gets you a little bit of human, well, maybe not out of the house right now, gets people on the phone with you so you can have a little bit of human connection, absolutely do it. So there's, there's, there's a ton of ways to make money. There are a million, billion ways to make money. You just have to find what's right for you. Yeah, I love it. Because um, there's so many opportunities. So we have about, I don't know, like 10 more minutes uh, left in the programming. Mm-hmm. What, what haven't I asked you about that you really want to share with people? Oh, okay. So I do have six kids. Would you like me to um, tell people how our household is going right now? Yeah, because that, you know, people, people with kids who are struggling are like help. Mm-hmm. And uh, people who don't have kids are like, it's kind of like watching reality TV and their eyes are like, how do you handle all that? <laughs> so it yeah. would be beautiful. Okay. So with, so we have kids ages three to 10. So we have one middle schooler, four elementary schoolers and a daycare or a preschooler. And so with the three older kids, the three older girls, so they're second, fourth and fifth grade, we are very clear on what our expectations are for them. And in fact, we write them on a piece of paper and we put it on the wall. And so they have a visual reminder of what their expectations are. And these are things like your schoolwork is due. You will submit your schoolwork today as it is assigned, excuse me, tripping over my words. If you have a question, you will ask. And we encourage questions. We encourage mistakes in our house because that's how you learn. Um, my husband is uh, a realtor, and so he's working from home as well. So we kind of we, we share an office right now. It's my office, yet we're sharing it. And the rule is if the door is closed, you don't knock on it. You find the other parent. So we always make sure that one parent is kind of upstairs and available, and if the other parent is down in the office. Um, we are using this time to ask, well, what do you want to learn about? Like I mentioned earlier, some of, the, some of the kids are doing a lot more cooking and they're learning how to make recipes and pancakes and, you know, whatever's fun for them. So we're using this time as, okay, let's teach you what you want to learn. This is kind of like extracurricular that you get to drive 
and you get to take charge of. And so that's been a lot of fun for them. We also have, um, we expect them to do reading and we read to them quite a bit. And we have expected outdoor playtime because they are definitely, they get the wiggles. They very much get the wiggles. And so we kick them outside in the yard with the dog and we expect them to play. And so one of the keys for us is being very clear on our expectations so there is no fuzziness in what they know they need to do. Um, I write down a schedule on a piece of paper every day, put it on the fridge. That schedule includes, like, if they have speech therapy, um, any meetings they might have with their class. If I have a meeting, I put it on there so they know where I'm going to be. That helps my husband as well. And as, for as much expectation we have, we also schedule a lot of downtime. We want to give them time to let them be kids, to let them get in those arguments with each other so they have to figure it out. A lot of family movie nights, we love watching movies. There's like, we have a sectional in our room, and so there's eight, usually eight people and the dog, so nine mammals sitting on the sectional watching movies a couple times a week. So even though we have <laughs> high expectations and we are very clear on our high expectations, we schedule a lot of downtime for them so they can just be themselves and be kids. Wow, that's beautiful. You know, um, I love the idea that you encourage Miss. Uh, one thing that I've taken to is like when the kids jumped in the puddle and jumped and, and the mm-hmm. water went higher than I anticipated, we laughed. I laughed about it and made it funny and then mm-hmm. and then created a fun thing where I took Mavis into the grass so she could take off her shoes and I could shake them out and dry them and had her run in the grass to dry her feet off and, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, just came up with playful fun things to do to overcome mm-hmm. the the mud and shake it off you know and a lot of times parents don't do that you know they get mad or whatever mm-hmm. and I choose to laugh now if there's a spill or something happens you know I clap and make it funny you know because <laughs> why not mm-hmm. <laughs> they might as well and, yeah um, one of the things I yeah, promised my and, kids this summer is that we would have a legitimate food fight outside so when we go to the cabin oh. later when we're outside we will have a real life food fight where they can just throw food at each other and have a blast. Well, that'll be fun. And the animals in the neighborhood will love it. (laughs) Oh, the squirrels are going to go nuts. Yes. The squirrels will love it. Yeah, that that would be hysterical. You know, and it and it's you know it's fun to think about that in uh, business as well is to laugh at your mistakes. Um, one of my, um, friends and he's a mentor as well, um, in his company, um, he's the one who trained me in my NLP uh, when people are confused or make a mistake, you know, they clap and cheer as well. And, and that's so mm-hmm. fun in that world to be able to do that and to let, la- and like me, everything that's happened today, I just crack up about it. And I love it that you guys have been easy going and making, you know, making it happen. And I realize there might be listeners who are like, Oh, this is crazy. This is unprofessional. And I'm like, no, it's not unprofessional. This is what really happens in the world. If things break down, things don't happen. This happens. And professional to me is the fact that we made it still found other ways to make it continue and go on. And for mm-hmm. me, yeah, we could take the show, clean it up, and, like, reload it or do something like that. No, I love live and raw so people see how we overcome things and, and laugh about mm-hmm. it and then figure out how we actually utilize that to talk about, you know, flexibility and adaptability and things. Um, I want to remind people, too, where to find you. So go ahead and say your website for us. Yes, so my website is truesisulife.com. That's T R U E 
S-I-S-U-L-I-S-E.com. You can also look for Carmen Ventrucci on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. And Ventrucci is spelled V as in Victor, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, R as in Robert, U as is I forget what a unicorn, uh, CC as in Chili Chili, and then I as in Ida, then Trucci. I love saying her name and spelling it. And do you know why, uh, Carmen, why I love spelling your last name so much? <laughs> no, why is that? <laughs> because my maiden name is Benavides. So my entire life, you know, so imagine me, six years old. That's B as in boy, E. E, N as in Nancy, A, V as in Victor, I, D as in dog, E, S as in Susie, Benavides. <laughs> and I've been saying that. Yes, my- that is too <laughs> yeah, funny, I Andrea. Exactly I thought through. my name was a mouthful. My goodness. <laughs> so, And I always had to spell it because people couldn't spell it. And so I didn't do the vowels. People normally can hear the vowels, okay? But, I mean... <laughs> And I miss my name with all the luck because now I'm Adams Miller, and uh, I miss all my all my craziness of of that name. I love that name. I think it's beautiful. And uh, so Ventrucci makes me excited because I get to be, um, you know, spell spell it out with words. <laughs> uh, yes, and Gino Gaudio Grace. Yes, you do have a lot of uh, letters in yours too for people, especially with her uh, alliteration of the G G G. I love it. And it's been amazing. Well, Carmen, I'm really glad that you've been able to join us and be with us. You share so much in the world. And I know recently you were just nominated as being a true service hero as well for uh, the outreach that you've been doing for people and the fact that you've had the taken in the two foster children and love them with all your heart and include them, you know, I mean, they are family, but you've included them as family so much more beyond the extended family and to me that is definitely a true service hero so I was really glad that you were um, nominated and, and were on that show as well for that award and uh, I see many other uh, exciting awards in your future with what you're doing um, with the Clarity Corner and with all the other coaching and stuff you do and then you do have a free gift for people they can download um, a free book at your site so again for people it's Life. So the word true, Sisu, is S-I-S-U. So Susie, Ida, Susie, Unicorn, and life.com. And uh, Carmen Ventrucci, uh, thank you so much for showing people how to leverage their life um, by, you know, removing limiting beliefs and stepping up to either fall back in love with their corporation or deciding to leave and start a company of their own. And uh, back to you, Gina Gaudio Grace, the wonderful, amazing woman that you are who runs Divisio, our JV queen. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was awesome, and I'm so sorry about the tech issues today, Carmen, but thank you so much for joining us. Andrea and I will be back next week, same time, same place, for another episode of Leverage Masters. Have a fantastic week, everyone, and stay healthy and stay safe. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters.